It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report. Everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man. Hello, and welcome into another edition of my softball podcast. I am the Roar Man. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Joining me once again is my good friend, Terrell Bear. Terrell, thanks for being here. Glad to be with you again. Well, last week we made our predictions as to who would win each regional, and we tied. We both went 11-5. and five. I think I have that correct. And you know what? If it wasn't for the kind of not so good performance of SEC teams, we would have done much better. The SEC got 12 teams in the tournament and nine of them did not make it out of the regionals. So can you say overrated? I don't know so much that because of the fact that the 11th place team in the conference is in the super regionals. Um, it's all about matchups. It's all about who's doing what at any particular time. Uh, sometimes things happen. That's, that's the diamond sports where things happen all the time. Well, they definitely did in these regionals. I don't know if it was the most upsets ever, but there were quite a few. So we're going to go over each regional, but before we do, I want to let you know that I went to Clemson. It's a great facility. The fans were very friendly. I'll tell you more about my trip when we discuss the Clemson regional, but first Let's start with number one, Oklahoma. They won as expected. It was pretty interesting, though. I mean, they beat Prairie View 14 to nothing, and probably Prairie View was the worst team in the tournament, I'm thinking. Then they beat Texas A&M in a very close game, 3-2. to two. Then they come back on Sunday and embarrass the Aggies, winning 20 to nothing. And the next day it's announced A&M, Coach Joe Evans would not be returning. Uh, she was shown the door after 26 seasons. Your thoughts on Oklahoma and Texas A&M? Uh, it's not a surprise, uh, especially in the first game, because of the fact that Texas A&M has talent. Uh, they have SEC talent. Uh, and when they want to play, they can play. Now, they didn't show much this season. Uh, but they can they can show it in one game, and they did. But if they weren't going to win that game, certainly they weren't going to win any others. Yes, you're right, and they did. Now, matched up with Oklahoma was the number 16 uh, seed, uh, regional UCF. They win, as we both predicted, although Michigan, Michigan put up, you know, a little bit of a fight. Um, they lost a game against UCF by one run. Uh, but again, UCF goes on, so good for them. I'm thinking that's their first trip to a Super Regional. It is, yes. First time hosting, first time to a Super. So now here's a shocker to me and probably to you as well, as we both both got this one wrong. Number two, FSU lost to Mississippi State. I was traveling, watching uh, the Cajuns, of course. I did not see the sixth or the seventh game. Mississippi State beats FSU twice on Sunday to advance. So what happened? I I honestly don't know. 
I, I expected a little more out of South Florida with that uh, All-American pitcher that they have, uh, a finalist for the player of the year. Um, she showed it in the first game. She didn't show it against uh, Florida State. I figured with their experience, their talent, uh, and their power, Florida State was going to win the regional rather easily. I should have remembered that this is uh, Mia Davidson's last go-round in Mississippi State. And since they follow her lead, um, they, they can hit the ball when they want. They didn't hit a lot, but uh, Annie Will Willis put on a very good pitching performance, took care of business. Florida State didn't have enough answers for her. Yeah, again, I'm really surprised. I was a big Florida State believer. I like their coach. I like the attitude they play with. They know how to win. It just yep. didn't happen this time. So Mississippi State moves on, and congratulations to them. Yep. Then in another regional, we both got wrong. Number 15, Arizona beat Missouri. And there was a question as to whether or not Arizona at 36-20 and 8-16 and in the Pac-12 was going to make it into the tournament. Well, they did. They took advantage of it. And in the two games between the two teams, a total of three runs were scored as Arizona won two to nothing and one to nothing. I mean, Missouri didn't even get on the board. Hannah Bowen throws a four hitter and Devin Nets throws a two hitter. Are those pitchers good or was Missouri's hitters just that bad? Both. Uh, the Arizona pitchers stepped it up. Arizona has always had an offense that that hasn't changed and that didn't change this season nor this weekend. They, they showed enough offense when they needed it and they showed enough pitching when they needed it. My original statement about that region was that Missouri should have been able to win that regional on their pitching and defense alone. They probably weren't going to have to hit all that much to win the games they needed to win. And Arizona proved us wrong, proved me wrong on that. Uh, they needed to hit at least a little bit, but they didn't. Uh, you can almost even say the Missouri almost didn't even show up. Well, you would think that if Arizona scores two runs in one game and one game in another, if you saw that, you probably would have thought they lost because you probably would have thought Missouri would have scored more than that. And sure. they didn't. Nope. They did against Illinois. Uh, but again, Missouri's pitching is obviously much better than Illinois'. Arizona recruits very well from the West Coast. The bottom line is the best players in the country per capita come from California. And Arizona still recruits California very well. Uh, so they, they will get players. They will continue to be able to win. And they'll have just enough to be able, depending on what region they're in, what the matchup is. So in this regional, neither host team won. So the Super will be played in Starksville, Mississippi. Watch out. <laughs> Stark Vegas, as they call it. Number three, Virginia, Virginia Tech advances by defeating Kentucky. They lost to Kentucky on Saturday, and then they came back and beat Kentucky twice on Sunday. It turned out to be a very competitive regional as it went seven games. Tell me more about that one. It was, and the, it it to a certain degree, when is expected. Kentucky has tremendous offense. They have had it for a number of years. Every so often, their pitching is a little suspect. But Virginia Tech has offense and pitching, so the games were close because of the fact that both teams had an offense, but Virginia Tech had a little more pitching. 
All right, man, I got you. Thank you for that. So number 14, Florida advances easily as we both predicted. No surprise there. Number four, Arkansas advances as well. The Arkansas-Wichita State matchup that everybody was hoping would happen because both teams have hit a tremendous amount of home runs. It didn't happen because the Shockers got clobbered by Oregon, not once, but twice. So a Pac-12 team beating Wichita State. When we discussed it last week, I kind of I figured as much because Oregon is still recruiting very well. Uh, their coach, who's uh, a disciple from Oklahoma, uh, knows how to put a team and a program together, and they're improving. So Oregon, still strong, still able to do much. Unfortunately for them, they went up against a team that has been tested throughout the season, not only in conference, but outside of conference. And they are playing at an extremely high level right now. Arkansas uh, certainly has to be uh, one favored to be competitive for the national championship. I agree. I was about to say the exact same thing. In the number 13 regional, Texas upsets host Washington. So congratulations to you. I picked Washington. You picked Texas. You were right. Uh, it happens that, I mean, both teams had some super seniors, that this was their last hurrah. Uh, my thought was that because Texas had a few more of them, they would have a better chance, especially with the fact that they had the higher RPI. They were expecting to host. They had a chip on their shoulder. They had a game plan because they knew what to expect from Gabby Plain. Mike White knew what Gabby Plain was capable of, and so he made sure his, his batters were ready for what she was able to bring. So I get that. I get that. Uh, let's see. Uh, UCLA at number five moves on. We both got that one right as they knock out Ole Miss rather easily. Another SEC team going home. Then number 12 in the Duke Regional. We kind of differed here. I picked Duke. You picked Georgia. Duke moves on. I win. And that's because they clobbered Georgia on Sunday by the score of 13 to 5. Did you? I guess you didn't see that coming. The, the two biggest things I had about Clemson and Duke was the fact that they're inexperienced overall playing softball, much less at this level. I wanted to make sure that the home environment was not the only cause that Georgia won last year. I, I felt Georgia probably had a better offense. I thought Duke had a little bit better pitching, but until Duke proved to me that they could beat Georgia, I had to go with Georgia. No, I understand why you did. It just didn't turn out good yeah, for you. And it, it turned, turned out, out good for and, me. So. And, and I can't say I'm unhappy about it. Okay. I got you. Not at all. Not at all. Number six, we both picked Alabama, and they lost. Stanford moves on, and I understand why Alabama lost most of the time. For me, it comes down to pitching. Alabama's number two pitcher, Lexi Kilfoy, is injured. She did not play. Montana Fouts threw more than 300 pitches, and she simply ran out of gas. Plus, in two games against Stanford, Alabama's bats were silenced as they did not score any runs in those two games at the beginning of the year some of the newcomers who were really doing well for bama did not finish well 
Uh, Bama kind of kind of like went downhill after the Texas A&M series. They went to Texas A&M. They lost two games. Um, and then, you know, they lost in the SEC tournament and they lost twice to Stanford. So Stanford moves on. It was interesting to me because we, kn- we knew that Alabama was going to be strong. And they always are. Their pitching is always uh, well above average. But they have so many holes in their offense that can be exploited last year. Bailey Hemphill brought them not single-handedly. She had a fair amount of help, but she didn't have that same type of leadership this year in the batter's box. They were going to be susceptible, but somebody still had to do it. I, I didn't expect Stanford to do it. We should have known better simply from the standpoint that, Stanford won the series against both UCLA and Washington, two teams ahead of them in the, in the conference standings. They just didn't stay consistent throughout the entire season. So Stanford had pitching. They did just enough offense to be able to win when they needed to. So this regional was matched up with number 11, Tennessee. And Tennessee, another SEC team, of course, goes down losing to Oregon State, a Pac-12 team. Uh, Oregon State came back and beat Tennessee in two games on Sunday. So now you have a matchup between Oregon State and Oregon. I'm sorry, Stanford. (laughs) Uh, Oregon State and Arizona are the two number three seeds in the Super Regionals. Everybody else is either a two or a one. So number seven, Oklahoma State moves on, as we both predicted. Really not too much to talk about there. It was pretty easy for them. And the number seven regional, of course, is matched up with number 10, Clemson. That's where the Cajuns went. And you and I, unfortunately, got our pick right. We picked Clemson. So I was at the regional. When I walked into the park, I found out that Sam Landry and Alexa Langoliers and Kramer Ushday were not available as they had COVID. So that was really not all that surprising. I figured some players might get it because the coach had it, but it was disappointing nonetheless. In the first game, I think the only player who could have beaten the Cajuns did so. She's freshman Bree Ellis, and she hit two home runs, her 19th and 20th of the year giving her the record for the most home runs by a freshman in the history of Auburn softball. The Cajuns lost four to three. The first game on Saturday was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. It's really one for the record books as the Cajuns took on UNC Wilmington. At one point, the Cajuns had 15 hits. Wilmington had one and the game was tied one to one. I doubt if there has ever been a box score like that one. The game won 11 innings with Taylor Roman hitting a monstrous two-run homer to give the Cajuns the win. The Cajuns then got a rematch with Auburn. The score ended up being the same as the first game, 4-3. to three. Only this time, the Cajuns came out on top. So it was great to see Shorman in their season. I think Shorman did an excellent job, kind of like Montana Fouts. She just ran out of gas. The, the fact that she pitched most of the innings against Auburn, um, it, it made a little sense to me simply from the standpoint that having come from Kentucky, knowing enough about Auburn, she probably was going to be effective against them and certainly was effective in the first game, except for a couple of bad pitches. That's all. That's all it takes to lose a ball game. The, the fact that she couldn't bring enough to be helpful against Clemson, 
I expected Clemson to be able to have the offense. They certainly showed it against Wilmington. I, I actually thought we were going to get some kind of runs. The fact that we didn't was disappointing to me. Well, the reason they didn't get any runs is because the Cajuns hitters, I think they had or had prepared for uh, Valerie, the ace pitcher, to pitch against them, and she did not. The number two pitcher, Millie Thompson, did. She's a left-handed pitcher, and she just has an incredible off-speed pitch that the Cajuns just did not touch. That's the thing about it. When you're you're seeing 65 to 70 miles an hour with movement, and then all of a sudden it's movement that goes – you know, from from 47 to 58, then, yeah, it's going to take you completely off balance. They didn't adjust quickly enough. And that that was a pro- that was the problem. So, again, it was a fun experience. I enjoyed it. It was a long drive. When I would I do it again? I probably would. I mean, if they were going to win and go to Oklahoma State, I was going to make the trip there. So they're not going. The season has ended for the Cajuns. I think yep. it was a great season. There's a lot of young players, and watch out the next three or four or five or how many ever years. Yep. So, number eight, Arizona State moves on, as we both predicted. Shocking was the quick exit of LSU as they lose two games, one to Mountain West School, San Diego State, and one to Big West School, Cal State Fullerton. LSU just had difficulty in the circle. They had difficulty at the plate. They had difficulty in the field. And it just was not their couple of days. I, I was prepared for uh, Maggie Balin to pitch as well as she could uh, and, and be a factor in that. I was totally unprepared for the offense that San Diego State showed throughout the entire weekend. Uh, they certainly put a scare <laughs> into Arizona State with their offense. Uh, but LSU losing like that, I wasn't totally surprised with San Diego State. I was very much surprised that three to two against Cal State Fullerton, that was a surprise. Yeah, I think that was a surprise to just about everybody. Number nine, we both picked Northwestern and we got it right. And what was cool about this regional <laughs> is that Magnese beat Notre Dame beat not the once. Dog but, out of them. What's that? Beat the dog out of them. They sure did. They run ruled them in the first game, 11 to one. They beat them again, three to one. And we're talking Notre Dame. That's an ACC school that Magnese just, like you said, or I said, whipped up on. They, they stomped them. And that, that I, I don't know what happened in that first inning of the first game that they were able to put up a 10 spot. I, I don't, I, I didn't check the box score. I didn't see anything else about it. I don't know if that was, all hitting or if that they got help with walks or errors. I don't know. The the fact that that happened in Notre Dame and that they were not able to score any runs against McNeese both times, uh, very much surprising. But still, good for McNeese. They're a competitive yes. team. They always play the Cajuns tough. Uh, they beat the Cajuns this year. They beat the Cajuns last year, I believe, as well. And mm-hmm. – um, you know, it's, it's nice they're just right down the road, and it does help the Cajuns RPI, right? It does. Uh, they are a solid program. Uh, that's why I, I have no problems playing against them twice every season because they will not only test us, but they will also help with the RPI. Uh, and they, they are accustomed to, to scheduling very well. 
and playing very well against quality teams. So while this should not have been a surprise, the level of their excellence certainly was. Yeah, they did a great job. So again, congratulations to them. So that wraps up uh, the regionals. Again, we both finished 11 and five. I think that's okay. Considering, you know, uh, all of the kind of upsets, the SEC, uh, nine of the 12 teams getting knocked out. I'm sure everybody's bracket was pretty busted up. So again, going 11 and five, I think was pretty good. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go on to the super regionals and we're going to make some predictions. Oklahoma against UCF. Give me the Sooners. UCF has had a strong program for several years now. They are definitely going to test Oklahoma. I, I don't think they win either game, but we'll see. So you're taking Oklahoma, right? Oh, yeah, easily. Arizona against Mississippi State. State is on a roll. The game is in Starksville. Give me State. I, I'm going to have to go with Arizona on this one. I still think – their, their offense is going to be good enough to take care of business. The fact that they were able to win in Missouri, uh, I think they're going to be capable of winning at Mississippi State. Virginia Tech against Florida. I think Florida is another SEC team uh, that's a little overrated. I think they had a real easy entry into the Super Regionals. Um, I don't believe they have the bats to beat Virginia Tech pitching, so I am going to take Virginia Tech. I am as well. Uh, I I don't think Florida has quite the pitching that they need. They'll be able to score a few runs against Virginia Tech, but I think Virginia Tech will be able to hit that hit Florida pitching. Arkansas against Texas. I think Arkansas gets it done with their bats. Uh, Dulcini, I don't think, will be able to hold them down. Correct. Uh, Arkansas is playing at a national championship level right now. They are focused on the task at hand, and the, there's there's not going to be anything that Texas is going to be able to do to prevent Arkansas from moving on. UCLA against Duke. Duke has to travel all the way across the country. I just think UCLA has too much history. I think they have a handful of better players, so I'm going to take the Bruins. The only question is, are they are they coming there to play softball? Are they coming there expecting that because of their history and everything else that their opponent is going to be cowed by that history? Uh, I don't think Duke will be, but I still think UCLA has just a little too much uh, for Duke to win two games from them. Stanford against Oregon State, like I mentioned before, I don't know much about these two teams. I have not watched much Pac-12 softball. For me, it's a coin flip, but I'm going to go with Stanford simply because Stanford beat Alabama. Stanford has better pitching. They have timely offense. Um, Oregon State was able to capture lightning in a bottle in basically two games. <laughs> they, they, they should not have been able to beat Tennessee, the fact that they did. Uh, that happens. Tennessee, this is the second year in a row, uh, at least, that, that Tennessee has had the home regional and could not move on. So uh, I'm expecting Stanford to win this in two games. All right, so we agree on that one. Let's move on to Oklahoma State against Clemson. I would really like to see Clemson win because 
you know, Clemson knocked out the Cajuns. But for a couple of reasons, I think Oklahoma State is going to take it. First of all, uh, Clemson will not have their fans behind them, as of course they will be at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has a lot of pretty proven transfers. That's how that team has been built. Uh, I think they're just more seasoned. They have more experience than Clemson. So I'm going with OK State. This To me, this is the best matchup of the weekend. Uh, these teams are evenly matched. Um, Kegel uh, is the real deal for Clemson. Uh, she is strong. Um, I, 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 I think it goes three, but I see Oklahoma State taking it. And finally, we have Northwestern against Arizona State. I'll take Arizona State. It's going to be an interesting matchup because Northwestern has played very well. They have played a number of neutral side games and done very well against quality opposition. Um, I think Arizona State has a, has a little too much offense for Northwestern. Um, they proved that against San Diego State, so I think Arizona State moves on. So we agree on everyone except the Arizona-Mississippi State Super Regional. I took Mississippi State. You're taking Arizona. So that's going to determine who wins this uh, competition here. We're just going to have to see what happens. So pretty much there you have it. You know, the results of the crazy regionals all across the country and our predictions for Super Regionals. Terrell, thanks for joining me, man. It's always a lot of fun. And uh, again, it was just a crazy three of three days in these regionals. Absolutely. Uh, Looking forward to the game starting on Thursday, running through Sunday. So it will be an interesting weekend. It sure will. And uh, again, thanks for uh, joining me. I appreciate it. This is the Roar Man saying thanks, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe, tell a friend. See you at the ballpark and go Cajuns. Go Cajuns.